Steaming into your inbox faster than a wrong and after the work's Christmas party. This is utter punts. What am I working with? Dan, you have to take a, a finger. I'll feel for you all. You can do that, you'll only lose by 20. <laughs> so betwixt misses upon us, Denver have figured out they're better off without Russell Wilson. And with two regular season games to go for the first time in history, literally none of the divisions in the NFL have been decided. Merry puntmas. It's incredibly boring. How is that yeah, boring? Shut up, you. <laughs> if anybody mentions Taylor Swift, it's a straight red card and a two-pod ban. We got everything right last week. Yeah, cruised it last week. Pretty sure I only got one wrong. Professional, one wrong. Unbelievable. I tell you what, I tell you what. It's Welcome along then to another Utter Punts in association with endzonekit.co.uk and Beer Keller. Merry Christmas and all that nonsense. Time for another dose of NFL with us, the Utter Punts. Loads to talk about today. We've got games galore. The Christmas schedule, <coughs> excuse me, was gloriously unpredictable and we cannot wait to talk about it. With me here in the Republic of Mancunia, he's my red wine dealer, my Christmas Day trivial pursuit partner and most importantly, the punts purveyor of statistics. It's Dan Horton. Hello, mate. How are right, you? you? Okay. Uh, we didn't win trivial pursuit no, this year. There was, um, <laughs> there was an awful lot of help being did. We'll talk about this more later. In Birmingham, fresh off his fearsome feastive, festive feasting schedule, that's easy to say, it's what Father Christmas would have look like had he not gone grey. Hello, Big Dave Keane. Hello. Good stuff. On the way, chat Russell Wilson, Kyle Hamilton, and take a look at all of this week's TV games. There's only four of them. Assuming, of course, I've got them all written down. Who knows? Welcome along. This is Utter Punts. Hello, good evening, welcome along. Um, Merry Christmas, Dave. Yeah. It's been good. Have you enjoyed yourself? <laughs> Yeah, ah, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's, been, it's been very, very good. Looking after a dog. Dogs are cool. Happy yeah, days. couldn't agree with you more. Have you had a good Christmas, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Nothing new, my son. Not in the mood, boys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you lose your semi-final, Dave? <clears throat> I did, mate. Oh, no. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to say it's that, but it's cause of this, but it isn't. It's Justin freaking Jefferson, the asshole. Why? Sorry. What's he done now? Wants cut back, doesn't he? Oh. He's not allowed an opinion until he signs a new contract. <laughs> Bell end. I thought, I thought. Not have, I'm not having it, JJ. Yeah. You've allowed an opinion when you actually are signed up for more than like two years, mate. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and he was doing so well. A couple of fantastic catches last week, wasn't there? One off the helmet. There was one diving catch. He was doing great. He looked like he was he was going great guns. And now what you've done? This just gone and upset Big Dave. This would just be classic Vikings now if they lose Jefferson because they don't want to sign Cousins. <laughs> I, look, 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 it's, it's ruining with Birmingham City, and now it's like, <laughs> like, what, what the hell is going on with the anyway, anyway. Uh, look. Anyway. If there's anybody in the world that understands the trouble that you're currently going through, it's me. I support Manchester United Football Club. That's that been... That doesn't count, that, mate. You've won trophies in your lifetime. Get out of it. And the Bears it. are playing well, and they've got the first round pick. <laughs> and the New York Giants. The Bears are playing well, They're and they've well. got the first round pick. Yeah, first overall. It's a shame I don't support New York. Them. Oh, well, you know, unlike, unlike my cousin's other half, who 
is a Chicago Bears fan <laughs> yeah. and also a yeah. fan of the podcast, which yeah. was really great. So we found out yesterday, we were at a family function, weren't we? And it turns out that David is um, is a fan of the podcast, listens in the kitchen whilst uh, <laughs> other things are going on. So hello, David. Hope you're listening. Hope you've enjoyed the festive fixture list. Also a Bears fan, oh, apparently. Must be in the you family. fell for it. Yeah. You fell for it, didn't you? He told you he was a fan just to put you off your trivial pursuit. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, all I would say is that there was an awful lot of generosity coming from our side of the Trivial Pursuit table. Well, we were trying to make sure we carried on playing. Yeah. And then then it shot us in the foot a little bit. So we, um, essentially, we had a member of the party that maybe wasn't all that enamoured with completing the task at hand. And and we then had to, to basically play with kit gloves to make sure that that member of the party completed the task at hand. But not, but not too far because then it was arrogant because then it looks yeah then you're very arrogant with your knowledge is, is what I said actually what I will say Dave is it's very good practice for this evening mate <laughs> yeah yeah it's what I go through every week yeah. with you mate <laughs> I don't know how you part with me honestly I've said oh, I've oh look before. at those eggshells over there yeah. oh no 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 get them get them straight back out of the cupboards you're going to need plenty more um, right let's do the news shall we uh, do you want to start Dave because I think this is probably the biggest news of the week in the NFL isn't it oh Mr Russell Wilson yeah. with his uh the thing is, they've dropped him for two games. There's the logic behind it. The, the logic is that if he gets injured over the next two games and he can't pass a physical on the first day of next league season, he basically costs him an extra £37 million in guaranteed money, which you can understand why they might not want to pay him that. But it's cap hell, cap hell anyway. Um, the, the trade for Seattle, Seattle from that trade got Witherspoon, they took the cornerback Witherspoon, and they also took a second round edge last year. Evans, who's starting to look pretty good, and I'm sure there was someone else who's, who, uh, yeah, George Cross. Well, Charles who, Cross who, and Boye Maffe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like you, you ba- you're basically in a situation there where Seattle have won that trade, fair enough, but the fact that the Broncos are severely handicapped in terms of their cap space for the next two to three years, come what may. I don't know how George Patton still got a job. I mean, admittedly, they seem to have taken duties away from him. He must be on a, a rather good contract. That that can be the only reason they haven't cleared him out of the building because I don't think Sean Payton would appreciate a move, a gamble like that, which is basically completely hamstrung the organisation. Uh, and they're probably going to end up having to clear out a few players and start again. Uh, Broncos will be back, I'm sure of that, but... We said at the time it was a dangerous gamble. If anyone could have squeezed a bit of life out of Wilson, I think it was Peyton, but it's just not happened for them. So there we go. The interesting thing to me was that, I mean, we, saw, we spoke about this in the offseason. Dave was always hopeful that Sean Payton could maybe turn them around, pick them in the stock market and what have you. And, you, and that you've, they've shown a bit of signs of being a, a, a capable team, haven't they? they they've, they've got some results. But the first thing Sean Payton did was sign Jared Stidham. It was his first move in the in the, in the tra- trade market was to sign a backup quarterback, a functional backup quarterback. That, that sort of showed his intent. Um, I've got it written down here, Dave. If, if the Broncos cut Russell Wilson after the first of June, he will have cost them 124 million pound, million dollars in salary, 35 million dollars in 2024 dead cap space, dead cap money, 49 million dollars in 2025 dead cap space. Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, a 20. 2022 first, second, and fifth, and a 2023 first and second. <laughs> That's the cost of that trade. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what pops in my head immediately? 
I want I want to know what I want to know what's worse, that trade or when Villa signed Mika Richards from Man City and handed off <coughs> sixty thousand pound a minute. Um, it, that's ridiculous. I, I still think like, Villa got the better end of that job? deal. They got a better deal yeah. than the Broncos did, didn't they? They might as well have signed Mika Richards. I just signed Mika Richards. I mean, at least you've got the excuse that you confused him with Micah Parsons, which, you know... <laughs> I'm not sure he's worth well, that. No, crikey, Charlie, that's absolutely <laughs> astonishing. And what do they do now? Seriously, if you're if you're that organisation, if you're the Broncos, do you cut your losses here? Do you just go, right, that's it, we're done? You, you have to. You have to find... Oh. And that's why, you know, the other side of it, they'll get a look at Stidham for two games. Can he be their backup next year? It, um, it's interesting that they signed Stidham as a backup quarterback because... Obviously, there were some concerns around whether or not Russell Wilson was going to be able to do the, the job for Peyton. And it's exactly what the Jets didn't do when they lost Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season. And, and it's something that they're, they're getting a, a, the Jets are getting a lot of stick at the moment uh, around the media for a lack of foresight on that. Yeah, I mean, they also didn't do anything about their offensive line, which ruined them last year. So... Um, I, I think that's the, the more glaring yeah. issue from the Jets. But what they did with their quarterbacks, you can understand it. They got Zach Wilson in there. They thought that Rodgers could come in as someone of yeah. a mentor. They didn't expect Rodgers to go down so early. He's um, not got a track record, really, of getting injured that early. I think he had that broken collarbone against the Vikings early, and that's probably the one season he's missed. Um, in recent memory, anyway. But, but he, he's 38 now, it, though. I mean, and, and behind a bad offensive first, line, it, it, they get injured, they, they get hurt, yeah. It's, it, the O line was the issue, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I, the thing is as well, it's, it's about that team building philosophy. How much money do you want to invest in a quarterback position? They took Wilson. What was it? Third overall or fifth? Second. Overall? I can't remember which yeah. it was. He Second. Just behind Trevor so Lawrence. That, that in the bracket is just off of the top end mm-hmm. of that bracket. That's an awful lot of money to be putting into one position, and that might be why they couldn't improve the O line. That's right. So yeah. bringing in <clears> another quarterback, it wouldn't have been logical at the time unless they cut, cut Wilson or traded Wilson. Um, which if they traded him they might have been able to free up a bit of cat space to bring mm. in a veteran but then what veteran QB are you going to bring in? And actually right. they were thinking long term yeah. weren't they putting this and, yeah, I think, and, 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 and listen I think I think the, the Sean Payton that them signing Jerry Stidham wasn't a um, a play thing where they could fit the coach I think it was a personality I think I think um, Sean Payton wanted to put him straight in his place there was rumours that mm. Wilson had his own office and he had his own staff working there when, and when Sean Payton came in he basically said there's none of that and here's a decent quarterback to back up and I'm surprised yeah. it lasted this long really I thought Russell Wilson might play 6-7 six, six, games and, but then he went on a run and sort of kept it going for the playoffs but that, that's what it was I think yeah. and Sean Payton's now got his way Yeah, absolutely the case uh, that was the Russell Wilson news you've gone with Kyle Hamilton Yeah, I mean obviously I'm a Ravens fan so I, I'm going to be a bit of a homer about it but he is he is Great. absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I, I think he's one of the. I think if the I think if the season does start a bit later, he'd be in the running for defensive player of the year outright. Um, I think he's that good, and and he's making this Ravens defense just absolutely a, an absolute mind melt for people to try and figure out. Even play, people like Kyle Shanahan, we we I said last week that the chance the Ravens had was scrambling Brock Purdy and putting pressure on Brock Purdy mm-hmm. from all over the pitch and making him take too long to make decisions. Turning the ball over. It's exactly what happened. And it, it's because of Kyle Hamilton. When you watch it, he is so good. And he plays at all levels of the defence. So he plays as a free safety. Uh, and you saw him make a great play in the in the first half when he, he picks uh, Purdy off in the in the end zone. And that, that that's a real turning point in that game because they'd marched all the way down the field, San Francisco. And his plays close on that on that pass was, was incredible. You've then got him making plays as linebacker. He's, he's taking on tackles in the box because he's big enough. You've got him covering wide receivers. He's covering Debo Samuel on some of these plays. 
And then you've got him rushing the passer. So he's playing as a defensive end. So he's playing at every single level. And on the play, there's one play where he gets pancakes for a foul, where he gets chop-blocked by McCaffrey and one of the offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. The flag comes out for, for a chop-block, so the, it's already a penalty to the Ravens. He gets up from that and recovers to make the interception on the same play. Unbelievable. He's, he's an absolute monster. And I think, and I think he's changing. He, he's, a, he's a hybrid of all those things because of his physicality. And I think he's the sort of player that changes... NFL defenses. I think he changes the way that players will become out of will become drafted. I think they'll draft players of his athleticism and his physicality, and they'll make him this sort of position, this high position, will become a thing in the NFL based on his play because he is playing at a level that I've not seen, and, and I'm really looking forward to watching him in the playoffs. It already is a thing in the NFL. Yeah. There was a player who used to do exactly the same thing on the Vikings, Harrison yeah. Smith. We should have taken Carl Hamilton. Was he ever like, big enough though, Smith? Because Hamilton is a monster. He's six foot three. Smith is. He's not a small no. guy. He's, and he's, 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 he had one game this season with three sacks because he was basically. But he, this is back under Zimmer. So when Zimmer was doing his double A A gap blitzes, uh, he was using uh, Harrison Smith in exactly the same way you're currently mm. using Carl Hamilton. We traded back from the spot where we could have taken him, and we took Louis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. instead with with that draft capital. Um, like Hamilton was rated as a. Two, two draft guys that I really like, Joe Marino and uh, Carl Krabs, the, the drafters, they had him rated at number two player mm. in that entire draft. Um, and they couldn't believe he fell outside the top no. ten. And I, 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 they have a good process. They, they basically structure thinking to us. Carl Hamilton's an absolute dude, mate. Yeah. He's going to be one of the best players in the league for the next five, six years. No, no, no he's great to watch. I hate you for it as well. He's too much purple. We're in my Christmas, Dan. He's too much purple. Um, the evil purple. I I was going to play a bit of a game, and then I was doing some research and various bits and pieces, and thought that actually we should talk about Joe Flacco, who is is enjoying this. See, and it's really weird. So look look what happened to both of these two faces when I mentioned his name. Dave has broken out in a smile for the first time in sixteen minutes, and 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 Dan's grinning as well, and for obvious reasons with the Ravens fan next to me. But he, since week 13, he has the most passing yards in the NFL. He has the most passing touchdowns in the NFL. He is enjoying a, a, a renaissance like no other. And I'm not sure. I mean, he's going into a proper heater as well, which is it's just incredible to see somebody who is at the back end of his NFL career still showing how much quality he's got, isn't it? Dave, do you want to do you want to have a chat about Joe Flacco first? Well, Joe, Joe Flacco was sitting at home on the couch at a point where the Vikings needed a quarterback. Everything's a Vikings limb. Um, and they, <laughs> we, we went and traded for Dobbs, which, you know, happy with that anyway. Um, I don't appreciate the way O'Connell created an offence for him. Um, there was an interesting breakdown from Kurt Warner as well, where he basically went through where O'Connell had gone wrong. So it wasn't just me looking yeah. at it and wondering what the hell was happening. Um, but Flacco is an absolute... I mean, he gives me hope that the Browns meet the Ravens in the playoffs and knock the Ravens out because that, for me, would be just a wonderful moment. Um, like that, that would potentially save my season. Um, but um, also, you know, thank you, Joe. You've got a proper arm on you as a quarterback. You've turned Amari Cooper into an absolute legend. Flacco and Cooper destroyed my fantasy football this week. No one gives a shit about that, but me and Dan did because we were 
Could have been a final. It, I was really been. hoping uh, that was going to be the case as well. Mm, it, could have been. Mm, it, was, it, was, oh, it could have been. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I just love seeing it. Like, I, I've got a soft spot for the Browns because, like, they really are for me, like, the, the ultimate of, of the NFL. Um, and yeah, I just want want to see. Want to see? Want to see the Ravens get knocked out by the Browns? Tell me you, what you like, Flacco. Do we need? <laughs> do we need to get you like a sign that says "Looking for a fight"? At some stage, just so that when you fancy it, you can just. Uh, producer Bell says you just need to look at his face. <laughs> it's almost like he knows you. I want to get him a sign, a big. Maybe in the edit we could put a big neon one that says "I'm I'm poking to get a reaction out of Dan." Oh, and he sent the sent the Rams nah, to beat the Ravens. We smashed them. He sent the Lions. We smashed them. He sent the Seahawks. Smashed them. He sent the 49s on Christmas Day. We smashed them as well. Bring on the Browns. Bring on anybody. What a statement win that so, was. Almost like the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, ain't it? Over the arm, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, look, so just props to, to Joe Flacco, essentially from all of us, because it's really good to see somebody in, at the sort of renaissance end of his career, the twilight of his career, coming back and, and making a bit of a statement the way that he's doing. So, yeah. uh, great stuff, and may, long may it continue. It'd have been uh, great news if you'd have had him in your fantasy game day lineup this week with um, Amari Cooper. Cheap as well. Yeah, right? really cheap. <laughs> And, you know, well, maybe maybe there's a pick in there for you in a little bit. We'll talk about Fantasy Game Day in just a moment. But first, I wanted to let you know about endzonekit.co.uk. They are a bunch of beauties. And here's a little bit more. Utterbunce is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. So if you've got some Christmas money left over, uh, some pocket money that maybe you received, get yourself to endzonekit.co.uk and get it spent because uh, there's some really good stuff on there. Uh, let's talk about the stock market game very briefly. This is, we're getting to the point in the season where there's not a lot of point until we hit the playoffs just to, to try and figure out what's going on. So big swings this week. I've, uh, I've lost 10 points. I'm down to minus two. Dan's gained a load of points. He's up to 34. Dave's in second place on 20 points being let down at the moment by the Tennessee Titans. But as... As Dan and I were talking about before we came on air, this week alone could see some 20-point swings in the stock market game. Uh, and we will go through that as and when it becomes apparent rather than spending too much time on it. Today, which brings us neatly onto the Fantasy Game Day app. You mentioned them before we heard from endzonekit.co.uk, Dan. A um, couple of game weeks. And um, do you want to take your flowers now? I don't know what you mean. Uh, yeah, you do. You, it was posted everywhere. I saw yeah. it all over social media that you'd yeah. won. Yeah, we won that. Well, I won that. Yeah, it was uh, fairly straightforward. I just listened to my advice, ignored Dave completely, and um, <laughs> put Amari Cooper in instead of Amara St. Brown, and off we went. Won by about 30 points in the end. Impressive stuff. So, if you don't know what uh, the fantasy <laughs> game day, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's basically fantasy football, but made in the UK. So, all of the numbers and various bits and pieces mm. are all in pounds rather than dollars, and, you know, there's no conversion 
when you have to go and put some money in your account, etc., etc. It's all done in pounds, shillings and pence, which is... It's not done in pounds, shillings and pence. That's ridiculous. It's done in pounds and pence uh, because it's not 1970. Um, oh, it would have been so I'll good. T- I'll tell you what, one that. thing, and it's worth, worth saying this, because the money was in... The, the winnings were in my account the morning I woke up and it was in my bank account the next day. Oh, that's impressive. So it's, it's, they're, they're, they're a good bunch of dudes, like, really good bunch of dudes. So head to Fantasy.GameDay app or either of the app stores to get it downloaded. Just search for Fantasy Game Day. You'll be able to do that. If you uh, deposit £7.50 to play your first game, use the code PUNTS when you register and we will sort out a free entry the next time you want to play. So £7.50 on us. Uh, it's like buy one, get one free, yeah. um, which is absolutely magic. Every week we try and give you a couple of suggestions, one from Dan, one from Dave, about who might be a good pick for Fantasy Game Day this week. Dan, you're going first. What have you got? I want AJ Brown. I want um, The Eagles are playing the Cardinals. It's a big bird, little bird game. So um, expect fireworks. And I think the, the Eagles, after get, having got the wheels back on the ground um, against the Giants, will, I think, now start trying to spread the wings a little bit. And I think they'll explode all over the um, Cardinals. And I think A.J. Brown is due a big game. Remember at the start of the season, he went on six games, 150 yards plus. I think there's a monster coming. Two touchdowns, 150 yards. He'll win you your league, get him as captain. £6,000, cheaper than Tariq Hill, who's injured, playing against Kyle Hamilton, the Ravens. Good luck. Um, I'll take A.J. Brown all day. I'm looking forward to previewing that one in a little minute. Dave, what have you got? So... Uh, Najee Harris of Pittsburgh Steelers, who's currently carrying quite a bad injury, and Warren, uh, is it James Warren, who I think is um, Jalen Warren. He's uh, he's basically his backup, who, who normally comes in on third downs, that kind of thing. I think he's going to get a lot more volume, uh, and he's only three thousand eight hundred as a running back or flex option in there, and I think that that could uh, that that could prove to get you into. The high teens, I think, um, just based on the fact that he's probably going to be getting a lot more, a lot more run time than he would do normally. Whilst Nigel's hurt. Good stuff, thank you, gents. Yeah. Don't forget, this is eighteen plus only. Gamble responsibly, responsibly. And if you think that you have a problem, head to begambleaware.org or seek advice from elsewhere. Uh, we'll move on to it's the previews. Liam, is what we're going I to have do a next. Problem. But I before keep, we do that, I, I just want to. Give you a bit of a um, state of play as goes the playoffs because we are two weeks ago. Just wanted to try and give you a bit of a very brief overview of where we're at. Good luck. So confirmed as having made the playoffs at the moment in the AFC, Dolphins and Ravens. Confirmed, yes. boxed off. Don't know whether or not they go through as champions or wildcard yet. We will find out a little bit later on. And there's all sorts of seedings up for grabs as well as we go through the next couple of weeks. But definitely in the playoffs. In terms of the NFC, there's four confirmed over there. So the Lions, <clears throat> they will win their division. The Eagles, the Niners and the Cowboys are all confirmed in the playoffs. That means there are three spots left open in the NFC. And there are five slots left open in the AFC. So when you're watching the games this weekend, understand that AFC teams have more slots available for you than the NFC teams. Right. Favourites currently to make up the rest of those are Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Bills and Colts currently for Mm -hmm. the AFC. And in the NFC, the three favourites to make the playoffs are the Bucks, the Rams and the Seahawks. However... 
this is where it gets a little tricky because with a load of these teams playing each other this weekend, you, you never really know. So, for example, in the NFC, the Vikings-Packers game, which we're going to talk about in a little moment, the winner of that has got a 50% chance of actually making the playoffs. So it gets very confusing very quickly. So as we're talking through these uh, through these games that we're going to do on the TV, I'll try and give you a bit of an idea as to why they're important as we go through. All of that makes sense, everybody. Good. Tried to do that as quickly as I possibly could without boring everybody to tears. Shall we start with the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys? I think we should. Sunday, 31st of December, quarter past one. So it's it's Saturday night football. Um, This is great. So the Lions currently hold the number three seed... But they could end up with the number two seed or the number one seed. Mm-hmm. They've got 30 points plus in their last three games. They rank third for yards per game rushing in the league, six for attempts. Their offense as a whole is currently ranked fifth for points per game in the whole of the NFL. They are absolutely brilliant. But the Dallas Cowboys are at home. <laughs> Yes, Damn. exactly. Yeah, and, and the Dallas Cowboys at home are the best team in football. So. Yes. Um, and the Lions on the road haven't been that good when they've played really good teams. And the, the, the problem is that the, the Cowboys do everything the Lions don't want you to do. So they'll attack up the middle, they'll put pressure on Goff, and we know what happens when Goff gets under pressure. He makes bad decisions and they don't move the ball as well. Look what happened on Thanksgiving, look what happened against the Ravens. Um, so it's a, it's a worrying game. And also the Lions, obviously, we've just said it, the Lions are the only team that have won their division. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a soft division. Um you know, any, anyone could have won that, really. Um, NFC North, rubbish. So they, they, they only they cakewalked it, obviously. And they haven't played in them decent. But um, so that, you know, are they now thinking about January? They can't really move their position. I don't think they, I mean, they can get the one seed, but it's, it's highly unlikely that the, the Eagles and the 49ers will lose both their games now. Um, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a free shot for the Lions to sort of warm up, and I, but I don't think they'll be as keen to do it as the Cowboys, who are still fighting to get the number one seed and still fighting to get uh, ahead of the... Eagles, because the Cowboys can still get the one, two, or the five. And I know they can get the two or the five. Yeah, they can't go any lower really than five, and they can't go any higher than two. Um, and they're unlikely to drop behind the um, Lions, so the Lions can't move. It's one of them. It's a tough game. All in all, forget the playoff constitution. The Cowboys are much better at home than than Lions are on the road. And for me, they do everything that hurts the Lions. And the Lions can't really do anything to hurt the Cowboys. So for yeah. me, it's 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 not even close. It's a it's probably another forty point drop, and it's probably. 40 points to 17 or something. Yeah, and, and, and Dallas AT&T have put 30 points plus on it each of their wins at home this season, and they're 7-0 and at home, Dave. It, it's quite an incredible record for the Cowboys. They, they destroyed the Lions last year yeah. as well, in, in the same fixture. Um, the, 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 the Lions are a team who just don't cope well with that interior pressure. We know that. It's, it's mainly they go as the QB goes. I actually think that Goff is a very accurate guy, yeah. and when he first came into the league, I didn't think much of him. I think he's a, I think he's an NFL starting quarterback now. They just need to make sure that there's a little bit of a lack of pressure in the middle. I don't think there's that much that the Lions are psychologically think that they're capable of achieving. I think they, they, they don't consider themselves better than the Eagles or the 49ers, and that, that'll be a problem for them from, from that perspective. So I don't really see this as anything but one-way traffic because the Cowboys are out to prove that they're a good team. They'll end up smashing up the Lions. Uh, and, yeah, everyone will be talking about the Cowboys as a potential Super Bowl winner until they play someone good again. That's exactly right. The they'll, they'll win these next two games, look mm-hmm. really good. Everyone will talk about them as being a good team, and they'll play someone decent and get smashed. It's the same every year. I, I think you're <laughs> welcome right. To, welcome to Christmas and New Year. What's really interesting is that Dan Campbell came out after the game 
last week and said that they were they were hunting for the number two spot. That's what they yeah. wanted to do next. I'm just not that's sure. I'm just not sure that's right. They've got the last two games, Cowboys, and then they're facing the they've got the Vikings again, haven't they? So, um, it should, I mean, there's one win there. Yeah, well, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, where it comes uh, listen, is... And listen, this is a funny game. Sometimes there's no pressure mm-hmm. on them. You know, they can afford to lose. They may play a bit freer. You don't know. They, they could surprise them, but it's... It, I mean, Dallas no are, point are decent, showing anything actually like... a decent bet because they've lost the last two games. No. No, the Lions now are thinking about yeah. the, the playoff game. And, yeah. They, they must be thinking for play- What's, re- um, what's really interesting... F- yeah. yeah. It would be very Dallas, though, wouldn't it, to go all the way through the season without losing at home and then right at the end lose at home to blemish that record that that feels like quite a Dallas thing to do well, at the minute they're not playing at home they'll be they'll, they'll be playing on the road because they'll be going to the number two seed probably at the first round of the playoffs and then they'll no, be on the road again game, yeah. so um. <laughs> could be interesting couldn't it uh, who, who are you picking Dave I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys I mean I, look, Dave look, I, I do love Dan Campbell hello Hello. Yeah, no, we, we've got a bit Hello. of a delay on the line, but he's 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 gone uh, with the Cowboys. We so. just heard you say you love Dan, so we just stopped from there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do love Dan. Dan's a good man. Are you going Cowboys, Dave, yeah? Yeah, man. Yes. Cool. Uh, yes. Dan? Yeah, yeehaw. Yeah, <laughs> ride him. <laughs> I'm going to go, here I pick Lions, um, just because, at, the, the, in my experience of, of working in sport, those those... Records that you would really quite like, those, we've got a great home record, we would like to keep that home record going, invariably come back and bite you on the backside at some point, and I just wonder whether it might be here for the Lions. So I'm going to go with the Lions just on nothing other than the law of sod. Listen, they're a good team. You don't win that many games without being a good Good work, man. Yeah. I I, I respect that. Fair. Um, um, That's thrown me off. I don't think he's ever said anything so nice to me in my entire life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is that that what it was? Was he saying I respect that to you and not to me? That's what it. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Right. Let's let's do dolphins. (laughs) Dolphins at Ravens. Um, This one uh, is quite tasty, isn't it? I've just I've just caught up with. Um, hard knocks, and that's been quite interesting. I, I, I loved Mike McDaniel before. I now love the man even more. He's been absolutely incredible in hard knocks. Just the way that he goes about uh, himself, and and the way that he sort of works with that team, and how he gets them all on the same page has been really, really fun to watch. So there's a little bit of me here that wouldn't mind the Dolphins going on and beating the Ravens, but I don't really see it happening. Top seed, home field advantage in the playoffs, and an extra week to rest up. That is what is on the line. Dan well two weeks to rest up because it means if the Ravens win at home this week they, they can really rest players the week after mm-hmm. as well uh, or, or just tend to people who've got a few nicks um, and give themselves two weeks break which would be great um, but the problem is the game week 18 is the Steelers and they'll want to trash him so mm-hmm. I don't think that'll happen <laughs> and this is a good game the Ravens are healthy um, other than at running back but their the running game is, is built around Lamar Jackson and he looks now like he's just started to say right I've got this far in the season now it's go time um, and his rushing stats have gone up in the last three games massively. Uh, he was clearly protecting himself at the start of the year. Fair play. Um, Gus Edwards is good enough, just his hill's good. So the, the running game's okay. 
Um, and the defence is just um, is, yeah, is formidable. Secondary has been ridiculous. Uh, and both lines are playing really well, both healthy again. So the Ravens seem to look good. And, and the Dolphins are a bit banged up. They've come out of that Cowboys game a bit limpy. Um, Jalen Waddle's not practised all week. Um, Raheem Mostert's gone out the game. Dev- Devon A-Chain's been struggling in practice this week. So I don't think, they, I don't think the Dolphins are 100%. Um, t- even two has sort of not been well and he's sort of been limited in practice as well so I think it's a it's a tricky one and, and at some point if this game gets tough the Dolphins have got to consider that they've got the Bills at home in week 18 and ultimately all they need to do is beat the Bills in yeah. week 18 and they win the AFC East um, so at some point I think the Ravens if the Ravens can start well here and get on top I, I think the Dolphins mindset might just drift towards Sunday if, they let, if the Ravens let the Dolphins come into it and listen Tyreek Hill plays on this Dolphins team so yeah Anything can happen. Absolutely um, right. But when you've not got to worry about Jalen Waddle as well, I think it's easier to defend. And I think the way the Ravens are playing with the safeties deep, um, they're almost playing with three safeties and three corners, which is odd. But they, that's what they're doing. Um, and I think they can cover, or they can cause two or enough problems um, to stop the quick release. And then we'll see what happened against Purdy. I think last week. So for me, the Ravens have got a great setup here. They win at home this week. They win at home next week. They're the number one seed. Um, the only problem for me is that beating the Dolphins probably puts the Bills definitely in. Yeah. And they're the one team I don't really want to play. Oh, dear. Uh, Dave, do you fancy this one? It's, it's come at the wrong time for the yeah. Dolphins. They're too banged up. Uh, I, I can't say them competing. Like, I, I do think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I think they're better than the Bills by quite a margin, but like, that disagrees. I think to protect the Ravens a little bit from expectations, if I'm honest, mate, because I think that's nonsense <laughs> and you know it. Um, so, like, basically, I think the Ravens are by far the best team in there. Um, and with all of the injuries that we've got, including Tyreek Hill playing with a gammy hand, yeah. I mean, for, for me, the sensible choice would be sit them. Like, Arcane, Mostar, like, get them fit, get them ready for the final game of the season. But, I don't think that's how Mike McDaniels no. thinks, and I think he's going to give it his best shot against you. Um, and if, if, if it's close towards the end, maybe they can sneak it, but I'm expecting you guys to win it by probably 15, 16 points, if I'm honest. Uh, so. I, I, what I love about this is that we get to start digging into some of the stats here. So Miami have given up the third fewest sacks in the league this season with 27, but the Ravens have got the most sacks in the NFL this season with 54. So you've got the... Sack-hungry Ravens versus the sack-stingy Dolphins. That's going to be really interesting to watch. And I think for me, given the chunky plays that were given up by the Ravens to the likes of George Kittle and Brandon Ayer, and and they were chunky, like Mm -hmm. 120 yards to Kittle, another 80-something yards to to Ayer last week. And I just wonder whether Tyreek Hill has the ability, Dave, to, to really make hay against against, uh, the the Ravens in, in that department. He, he does, but at the same time, he he can't do it on his own. If you can treble him, then you're in trouble, right? And for 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 for, for me, that's what they're going to do. I think Dan Dan called it perfectly in terms of getting Tua off his quick release. Tua gets rid of the ball so fast, and it is a little bit unusual as well for defenses to play against someone who's left-handed mm. because you don't find that many left-handed QBs in the NFL. And in fact, when when Tua first came out, people thought that his film looked bad, but then someone did a mirror image. Yeah. So that it looked like he was playing with his right hand, and suddenly it all makes sense. Like it, it, it was unreal. Like yeah. Um, so I think I think that brings about an element of 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 uniqueness that can potentially be exploited. But I just don't think it's the right time. I, if they met in the playoffs and the Dolphins were fully fit, even going to the Ravens, I, I think I'd 
I'd give them a better chance than in this game, on this context, with this current situation. That's literally all it is for me. But I do think the Ravens are pretty special. So, Cool. I'm going Ravens. Yeah. Ravens. Uh, I think that's three of us, isn't it, Dave? Evil bird. Yeah. Evil bird gets the pick. Uh, right. Okay. Um, time to talk about one of our other sponsors here at Utter Punts, uh, and that is... Beer Keller, the brilliant guys at Beer Keller, uh, specifically in Manchester, but they have got branches elsewhere, the likes of Birmingham, Nottingham, over in Leeds as well. What a great place to go and watch the NFL on a Sunday. They do great food, great drinks, and they've got great spaces for you to be able to watch it with like-minded fans, and it's brilliant. We're going back to do a couple of live shows, I think, before the end of the NFL season. Can't wait for both of those. Uh, you're probably having a look now at the pictures that are uh, that we got from the last time we were there, and it was great fun. Um, they have been brilliant with us. We recommend them highly. If you're in and around any of their venues on an NFL Sunday, get yourself down there it's well worth it um right we'll do second lot of previews after this it's only four games this week which means we're absolutely rattling through these which is which is great news um i think this one out of the four tv games i'm going to say something quite controversial here i think this is the one that i'm looking forward to the least and it's Mm. the cincinnati bengals at the kansas city chiefs and Normally, I love watching the Chiefs. Normally, I love watching to see what Mahomes is going on. But I've got two questions for you both, and I'm going to let you both answer them. Firstly, what on earth is going on with the Chiefs? And secondly, is this a Mahomes problem? Is it a receiving problem? Or is it an everything problem? Dave? It's a coaching problem. It's a coaching problem. Yeah, it was not the most popular of men. In, in Kansas City, but he used to argue an awful lot with Mahomes and, and Reed. But that, that can be healthy, right? You can end up coming to a conclusion with, that everyone's happy with. Um, I I don't think that the the new OC I can't remember his name even. Uh, I, I do know it. it's uh, Nagy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the former Chicago Bears head coach. Mm-hmm. Now Matt Nagy failed with multiple quarterbacks. He's he clearly has a good decent relationship with Mahomes. I think they get on well, but. It was a questionable appointment at the time, um, just based on what he'd been, had been going on at the Chicago Bears. He had previous experience in Kansas City, so he went back there. He became the OC based on um, Eric enemy moving on. And uh, yeah, for, for, for me, they just don't seem to be on the same page. I don't know whether or not they're, they're not quite as on it in training or as organised in training or as drilled in training by somebody who's really cracking the, the, the whip for them. I just don't know what it is but there's something not right there's too many false starts there's too many penalties I'm not entirely sure <clears throat> why they thought it was a good idea to, to get rid of um, to not pay uh, Orlando Brown um, and they've ended up with uh, moving someone who used to be a left tackle to right tackle who's been offside on multiple occasions this year um, they just don't seem particularly well organised but Mahomes is still Mahomes man and it can still click at any point for them so I wouldn't write them off Far from it. I, I just think that, that, that there's been a change in the staff makeup at Kansas City and they're still adjusting and it might turn out it wasn't the right call. I don't know. I don't want to judge it. I don't know the internal ins and outs of it. But that wide receiver core haven't got that much talent about them. So they need to be spot on. They can't be giving away penalties and putting themselves behind the chains because then everyone's tearing off on Mahomes. And that for me is it really. You, you double up on Kelsey underneath. You... you you make sure that you've got someone like near one of their wide receivers who have a habit of dropping the ball as soon as they think that they're in trouble. So, But I, I, I was surprised at some of the throwing from Mahomes in the last game where I felt he missed a couple of wide open guys as yeah. well. So maybe everything's getting to him a little bit. But maybe it's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still, he's still the top quarterback in the league. 
in, in many ways, definitely top five, no matter how you cut it. So that'll be fine. Same two questions for you, mate. What's happening with the Chiefs? Is it a Mahomes problem, a receiving problem, or an everything problem? A bit of everything. I, I've written down the days of the Chiefs will come good have gone mm-hmm. uh, because it's now week 17. That's not happening. They're not going to figure this out um, from a scheme point of view. My, my only, I agree with David on many things. For me, just two points really to add. One is it's the same receiving core that won the Super Bowl, but they've lost Juju Smith Suster, who isn't all that, and they've replaced him with uh, Rashi Rice, who actually I think Rashi is better. better. So actually, their receiving yeah. core is better. Okay? They've got a better run game this year than last year. They're not having fun. They're not enjoying themselves. And I think that's a big difference. I know that sounds silly, but it's not fun and it's not easy for them this year. Um, remember this time last year, they were doing the Ringer Ringer Roses against the Raiders and all coming out of the huddle, doing the spin and then lining up? Where's that Chiefs fun? Gone. But Mahomes isn't enjoying himself. So there's clearly difficulties. I think Dave's absolutely right with, with Eric Bien. I mean, we said it earlier in the year, what a good job he was doing at Washington. Um, so for me, it's, it's not the receivers because it's the same receivers that were there last year. Uh, is it the coaching? Probably, but the culture just doesn't seem as good. They, they don't seem to be. Um, they just don't seem to be enjoying themselves. And for me, the, the Chiefs were always great to watch because they were really enjoying playing the game. The game isn't fun uh, at the minute in Kansas City, and I don't think they're going to figure it out this year. Um, they're so done for me, the Chiefs. Is your mum shouting you for your tea, Dave? Nah, it's my cousin oh. shouting for her son, Matty, to go. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I was going to say, he's still sat in his seat. If my mum was calling me for my tea, I'd be straight down the stairs and just too much of a boss for me to say anything otherwise. Um, right, who's winning this one? Bengals uh, or Chiefs? Chiefs for me. After everything we've just <laughs> well, said. But only because the Chiefs' defence actually is playing really well still, and I think they'll do enough to stop the Bengals. Um, and I don't think the, I don't think the uh, Bengals' defence is particularly good, so if they're going to get going, I think... I think this is it, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs will win. They make the playoffs. But I would rather rather play Mahomes than Flacco. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Um, I've just put on here, Dave. The Bengals secondary isn't brilliant, and I think that's probably the reason that I'm going with the Chiefs. I've, I'm just enjoying seeing Jake Browning absolutely melt down and showing everyone why he's cut. Still, still angry about that. Aren't you? Good. Honestly, man, you little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, yeah, this podcast is cathartic for him. And, yeah, you know, it gets to the end of it, and all of that venom has come out against Browning, and it's fine. He goes goes away, and he has a nice sit down, and mm. everything's all right. As you're back, Monday Dave, night, and the yeah. Vikings play again. <laughs> my back's been all right, man. Like, that's, yeah, my back's been all right. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't blame pain today. Well, right. sometimes me being a grump. Sometimes the absence of pain can be <clears throat> aggravating. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Liam said, oh, masochistic tendencies are brought them before. You know, we've got those clips at the beginning. You know, we've got those clips at the beginning of the podcast where I say something really stupid and producer Andy immediately puts it in at the beginning. He's yep. laughing his head off over Yeah, there. he's just noted the time down. You know what's coming in next week's intro, don't you? Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings Monday night fo- Sunday night football on a Monday morning uh, Dave go on this is this is your moment I'll be watching I've bought myself a new scalpel it's nicely sharp <laughs> no I'm joking um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you used right, it for carving let, let, I hate Kirk into the arm of his yeah. chair <laughs> Everything. No, um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, quite honestly, I expect Packers to win. Um, 
I hope the, the, the Vikings now should be thinking about next year. Even if we limped into the playoffs, we haven't got a QB good enough to do anything against anybody. We should have been thinking about next year a lot earlier than we are with the, the, the now. Um, but for, for, for me, it's one of those where... <sighs> The, the Packers on the road coming in, looking to spoil the fun. Um, for some reason, they have suspended Shia Alexander, uh, I think it's for this game, uh, over him crashing yeah. the coin toss at the start of the last game. Mm-hmm. Did you spot that? Yeah. Absolutely. Because he's from Carolina. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so the, the, the upshot of it was he very nearly managed to make sure that the Packers didn't have a kickoff in the whole game yeah. because they won the coin toss and he said, we'll defend. I think we've discussed this before when a team nearly made the same mistake. Basically, you have a choice at the start. You can defer your decision as to what you're going to do until half time. Or you can make the decision now. If you say we're defending, that is a decision that's been made. And then Carolina would have got the choice at the start of that second half as well. So if I haven't got Jair Alexander, so maybe maybe Justin Jefferson might be able to eat a little bit there. Um, but I don't know who's going to be playing at QB. It's Jaron Hall, Dave. They've just announced it literally in the last hour. Jaron Hall's going to be the starting quarterback. So I was going to ask you about Jaron well, Hall. I, I don't know much about him. Yeah. So he, he's he's a, an older drafted quarterback. He's quite yeah. a mature guy. He's got a whole, whole family, um, and you know I think he's a Mormon and like very serious dude. Um, he's proven to be pretty good at learning the offense, but he got concussed very early on when he started earlier this season. He'd actually gone seven of eight for um, and, and led a, a pretty decent drive, uh, but I got absolutely smashed on the goal line. So it was him that went he, out that got Dobbs in the lineup, wasn't it? Was that right? Yeah, he started that game right, well, yeah, didn't yeah, he? So, he started that game well. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. He, like I say, he was, he was actually taking a design run, trying mm. to go over the goal line and got got destroyed on it. He he mm. will be, I think, better and safer with the ball than Nick Mullins. Um, and it actually does give me a little bit more hope yeah. if it's him that's going to be playing, that maybe we can do something against the Packers. Um, Love has been playing to a high level for the Packers, um, and the Packers' offense does appear to have clicked. Um, but they are very reliant on Christian Watson, who's been struggling with a hamstring injury, I yeah. believe. So hopefully that that continues. It, it, it's basically two wounded teams who are having a fight to see who can get beaten up by getting to the playoffs. Right? <laughs> That's all it is. It, it's it's a battle for worst draft position. Um, the, the, the only plus point from from my perspective might be we might see some flashes of from. from from Jaron Hall and see whether or not uh, you know it gives us options in the off season because the last thing I want to do is keep Kirk Cousins for the cost of losing Justin Jefferson which based on the, the, the way the caps currently are set up that could well happen so where JJ is calling for Cousins to stay like I say sign your deal first mate then we'll discuss whether or not we're going to keep Cousins around for is that, asshole. It, right, is that four yeah. starting quarterbacks I've just written them down is that Cousins, Hall, Dobbs, Cousins, Mullins. Dobbs, Hall, Hall. Mullins, yeah, 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 we've had four of this, yeah. Channeling you're yeah. in a San Francisco 49ers from the Super Bowl, aren't you? Um, how many quarterbacks did they go through last season? Five? Well, it's interesting because the Browns have had, I think the Browns have had five, haven't they? And they're, they're still in, the, in for the number one seed. <laughs> Some madness. Madness. Um, What's that one quarterback that, that came in for San Francisco towards the end of a game? It wasn't Joshua Dobbs. It was a guy with a similar name to him, but... We, we, we should try and get Josh Johnson Josh Johnson played for them didn't he there yeah. we yeah. go Josh Johnson yeah. that was it yeah, wow. yeah. we should Ravens try and get him in just for is it the Ravens is, is he? he yeah the Ravens have got they've got the first all black um, quarterback room so you've got Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, and Josh Johnson. Oh, that's that's a great piece of trivia. Mm. Great piece of trivia. Uh, so both of these have got about a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs if they get a win in this game. If we if we're really put, if we're really drilling down on this, 
The Vikings, if they win, would have a 49% chance, according to the NFL website. The Packers would have a 55% chance of making it. So, it, you know, it, it, it's tight between the two of them. Um, Justin Jefferson coming in, we, we spoke about this, really good catches. The Vikings have lost four out of the last five, and the only win in there was a 3 to nothing win against the Raiders. So things not necessarily clicking for the Vikings at the moment, but it would be quite typically Minnesota, wouldn't it, Dave, to ruin your weekend by going on and beating the Packers? Uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but we've, we've got the second worst form in the entire NFL right now. Like, I think only the Washington's worst one or so wow. the last few games. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's literally it's one of those. Like it's a, hard to watch, isn't it? Like it's, a hard tough. it's hard to yeah, watch him going yeah, through yeah. this. Um, I, I, I disagree. I disagree a little bit. I, I think that the Vikings started terribly this year, and the fact that they're still in and they've got such a good chance of making the playoffs is a testament to them. It's a testament to their we coaching staff. One and four, four and then you lost your starting quarterback. So, was? you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did. I do, yeah. Uh, you've mentioned it a couple of times, actually. Um, we may have got away with it the first one, but we, I think you might get caught in the second. Um, I think I think the Packers' defence is about as bad as there is. It's awful. Um, so I think Jefferson. Um, I think we'll have a good game. Addison will have a good game. Hawkinson's out for the year, though. That's that. That would worry me, Dave. Um, other than that, I think the Packers' so, defense is terrible, and the Packers' offense, I think you can cope with. I think your defense, I think they're nothing special on offense. I think they're very basic. They're very effective, and they've been they've been good when Watson's played, but they're nothing special. And I think your defense is is just about better than average. So I think you can stop them on offense, and I think you can score points on when you're when you've got the ball. I think it's and at home, I think it's Vikings all day long. No pressure. <laughs> Harkinson being out hurts us but we have got Nick Muse who should be coming yeah. in who's an interesting one he, he was good enough that we kept him even mm-hmm. though we kept four tight ends yeah. in, over the summer um, and his, his brother plays in the NFL as well and he's like a bit of an athlete and he's a, he's a fun guy like, I've, I've seen him do, do a hurdle where he did a front, front flip like over, over someone which is pretty cool like so if, if, even if Hawkinson's out there should be plenty of action for the, for the Vikings tight ends um, and I'd have thought that it would make the most sense to use Nick News as the pass catching tight end simply because I don't think he's particularly tried and tested as a blocker we've got Oliver and Johnny Mump for that so yeah. I can see Nick News getting a little bit of use so I think I think with the, with the young running back you've got with Jaron Hall if he's mobile with Addison Jefferson and, and Osborne I think you've got enough especially without Jair Alexander there this Joe Berry defence is yeah. Pretty rank. I think he's the first coach fired come uh, Black Monday, to be honest. He, sh- okay. he should be. He yeah. shouldn't have got a new yeah. job after the Browns, yeah. mate. Um, who are we going with then? Uh, Vikings or me? Dave? Skull? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the tie. Yeah, th- do you know what? I respect that. I respect that. I'm going to go Vikings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Jordan loves playing pretty well. Aaron Jones going into our best performance of the season. No, I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings. Uh, Right, time to do bets. Dan, what have you got for us for your bet for this week? Uh, Yeah, in fact, we've mostly agreed there, and it sort of supports what I'm going to do, which I'm going to pick all of these four games, and I'm going to go Cowboys, Ravens, Chiefs, Vikings, and it's nearly 5-1. to Fair enough. Dave, what have you gone with? He's uh, he's digging it out. It's it's in his bet history. I'm not digging it out, mate. It, 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 It should be on Chrome, but Chrome has crashed. It's... Well done, Google. Yeah. Well done, Google. <laughs> um, I'll just fill and you just... Num- no, ho- you just show it when you're ready. Here, I've, got, I've got it, mate. He's got it. So it's um, what I've got. 
Chrome has crashed again. Do, 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 we need to sing a, do a dance, a bit of a song, some hold music. Maybe we can cue the hold music. I went with CD Low, any time uh, touchdown scorer for the Cowboys. Uh, and then, uh, come on, let me just save a bet. Damn it, I knew I should have screenshotted it. Then, yeah. then I went with AJ Brown for the Eagles, and I've gone with uh, Justin Fields for the Bears, and I have also gone Oof. with... It's gone big. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's not bad, this. Uh, I've also gone with your boy Gus Edwards against the Dolphins, yeah. uh, and basically that's four. But what I recommend you do is bet it as trios, trips, like a couple of quid on each. Uh, it comes to a total of about 12 to 1 if you do the four-way uh, run. But quite honestly, I think they're all decent money yeah. a little. at the moment. Love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right, we will get those up for you on social media as well. It means that it is time for this. And that means we've got two minutes left and it is just the utter punts of the week nominations. Dan, you get to go first today. What have you got? We've got Jack Jones, the cornerback of the Raiders, who, after getting a pick six against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. fair play, went and celebrated, ran with the ball, ran with the ball to the crowd, went to give the ball to a kid in the crowd, yeah. realised he had a Chiefs hat on and snatched it away from him oh, and ran no, off. no, you can't um, do that. The kid was about six. No! So, Jack, that's fine, you do that, but you need to understand something. That kid who's six has, has witnessed more Super Bowl wins than your last playoff <laughs> games in your career, playing for them. Um, so, he wins, you're a dick, Um and your, your team is shit. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, that is exactly what the utter punt of the week is supposed to be about. <laughs> Dave. Mate, um, we've, I've already mentioned it on several occasions. I was going to go with something else, but I can't because I keep thinking Justin about Jefferson. It. Justin yeah. Jefferson, stop <laughs> going on about Kirk Cousins getting extensions until you've signed a deal. Like, if you've signed a deal, that's fine, but you haven't. So shut up, mate. Like, I love you. I do love you, but I don't love Kirk, and I do want to actually enjoy watching the Vikings play at some point I think he looks in the Packers uniform you know Justin Jefferson <laughs> oh no wowzers uh, I, I, I it's fair like he's passionate about it and I, I'm down with it I have gone for 121 nominations this week are you ready I'm going to read them all 17 referees, 19 umpires, 17 down judges, 17 line judges, 17 field judges, 17 side judges, and 17 back judges. We are still we are still looking at annoying decisions made every single week. A horrible lack of oh, consistency yeah. every single week. Players having to vent on social media that they're being limited by the calls that are being made. I'm looking at you, Mika Parsons, really unhappy this week about the way that things are being called. We've mm. seen so many terrible roughing the passer calls so many terrible pass interference non-calls this season too I'm not harbouring any grudges but there was a really neat example on Wandale Robinson on Christmas Day let's not even talk about the referee tripping Lamar Jackson and then calling it intentional grounding and giving the bloody safety I don't care what the rules say that is batshit mental change the rules the offside situation is just laughable here's the rub when you've got owners coaches players fans and media all complaining about the same thing you probably deserve an utter punts of the week nomination okay i i am just gonna throw it but liam you win like i agree <laughs> what the hell is what are they all playing it's, been it's getting they're, they're worse it's definitely getting worse they're, they're, get, they're getting they're getting the league accused of being scripted 
because they are throwing out absolutely random things. Um, also, we have a society now where we're not allowed to criticise referees in mm. our football. We're not allowed to criticise them in their football. They're doing a dog shit job, everybody. Yeah, correct, you should be able Dave. to point it out when no. they are wrong. I, right? If, if, if you do a bad more. job... You should be called out on it. And the media are meant to be a check and a balance. They are meant to be the people who do identify this stuff. They are not meant to sign deals where they agree not to criticise referees. Or, like the fact that that is in place is crazy. Or indeed, when they get officials on TV channels to talk about decisions that have been made, not challenge them about the decisions that have been made. Yep. And I'm, I'm looking at both yep. I'm looking at both the NFL and elsewhere, uh, elsewhere here yep. too. It's yep. just, 100%. just all we it's want. It's a nonsense. All we want is some consistency. And if you see... CD Lamb and you're having your trousers removed on your way into the end zone, that has got to be pass interference. I don't care. His, his kecks are halfway round his legs. Ridiculous. David, it's been absolutely brilliant having your energy. Dan, it's been absolutely brilliant having you in the room. We will see you next week. 